Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. We're getting live on a Saturday morning after Christmas. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I am Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre. Happy to be here coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quotes. If you had a a little too much eggnog last night or a little too much coquito... That uh, that song might be waking you up right now. I had a, I had a little bit of eggnog, not enough, because I had a very long day yesterday, um, but a fun day watching that Vikings Saints game. Thank you to Isaac Lowenkron for that update. That was uh, if you missed that game, well, you missed a lot of touchdowns from Alvin Kamara. 
Uh, my apologies. You were on the naughty list. If you were up in fantasy in a championship game against anyone who had him, you had no chance. Uh, and he had the best cleats I've seen in a long time. I I didn't check, but I saw something about him might, maybe getting fined for those because obviously they're they're not supposed to wear uh, special cleats on any other weekend except for my cleats, my co- my cause. But they were very cool. And uh, he had an incredible night. Um, hope you all had an amazing Christmas, a safe, happy, uh, healthy, fun Christmas with your family. Um, it's been a wild year. I kind of can't believe that it's Christmas weekend already. Sometimes I feel like this year has completely flown by and then it feels like it's been 20 years uh, shoved into one. But uh, I had a nice Christmas. I hope you had a nice Christmas. There's also a, a full slate of NBA games, which we'll talk about as well. My Heat got a win nice and early in the morning, so I love to see that. And Zion had a good game, too, which made me even more happy that they they got that win. We'll also talk to MJ Acosta, host of NFL Total Access on NFL Network, Ashley Nicole Moss, who's an NBA reporter, Kimmy Checks of NFL Network, and Taylor Rooks of Bleacher Report. Taylor was in the NBA bubble, so I'm very interested to talk to her about how she thinks this season is going to go not being in a bubble. The uh, the COVID-related issues have already begun with James Harden and the Rockets. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that because I have lots of thoughts on that Harden situation as well. But starting with that game last night, Saints putting um, half a hundred on the Vikings yesterday. Actually, the game was great. The game really didn't get out of hand until the fourth quarter um, the Vikings held their own. It was, a, it was a must-win game for the Vikings. They're officially eliminated from the NFC playoff picture with that loss to the Saints. I mean, I thought the Saints were going to win, but the Vikings, they, they're a tricky team, but they just have so many injuries on the defensive side of the ball, which were exhibited last night, 52-33. Alvin Kamara having the, the game of a lifetime, six touchdowns, 155 yards, was averaging seven yards per carry. So he was doing, really this whole Saints offense was doing whatever they wanted for most of the game. And Drew Brees, who who doesn't have the same velocity on the ball as he had in his prime, is is still a magician with working that offense. He he, he knows how to manipulate the, the disadvantages that he's operating with now at this point in his career with with the strength that he can put on the ball. Um, and I think the Saints offense is just so they've done such a great job with Taysom Hill and just being creative with how they set things up in certain situations. And, and Taysom is not afraid at all to take contact. So, you know, the plays that they run in goal line and red zone are just really impressive. I picked the Saints to go to the Super Bowl for the NFC at the beginning of the season. I also picked the Ravens. So if I'm being completely self-aware and transparent. Uh, my AFC pick was not looking as strong. But um, every time I say that the Saints, I pick the Saints to go to the Super Bowl, every, all Packers fans start losing their minds. And, and I, I will be I will be transparent. I thought the Packers were going to be worse than they are, <laughs> only because I, I did not like the Jordan Love pick. I didn't think they did much in the draft to improve the issues that they had last year. I loved the Packers last year. Everyone couldn't, tell me, couldn't wait to tell me what a terrible team they were in the NFC Championship game, but they got pushed around and I felt like they didn't improve. That aside, I like how the Saints are trending going into the playoffs. Um, They won the NFC South with that win last night as well. But the Vikings, the Vikings were a disappointment to me this year. Now, in general, I have a rule in life. 
And that is not to put too much faith in Kirk Cousins on the football field. It's generally how I like to live my life. Now, if I want advice on how to make a ton of money, I would definitely talk to Kirk Cousins. Now, I don't play professional football at the quarterback position, so I don't know how much he could help me, but maybe I could pass that along to someone else because he has made a lot of money in the NFL, as he should, because why not get all the money you can uh, at whatever it is that you do. But he's 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 just not dependable in, in big moments. And, and last night was not on Kirk Cousins at all. It was on the Vikings' defense. But um, I, I, I thought that they were going to win the division this year, the Vikings. And now they've obviously had a ton of injuries, so it's not fully to blame on, on the system and Mike Zimmer. But Mike Zimmer was not happy with the Vikings' defensive performance. He was asked about it after the game. Would you classify what happened today and what's happened this season as a bad defense? Yeah, this is a bad defense. Worst one I've ever had. Ooh. Oh, on Christmas, Mr. Zimmer. Awful. He's not lying, though. He's not lying. They did whatever it is that they wanted. They allowed, entering into week 16, they'd allowed 378 yards and 27.7 points per game. Both are bottom 10 marks in the league. And, I mean, the Saints... Saints ran all over them. They went for 583 yards, converted six of seven red zone conversions. And obviously Alvin Kamara had an NFL record tying six touchdowns last night. Um, I, I, the, now, to be fair, I don't I don't believe there's any such thing as like pouring it on. The Vikings are a professional football team. They're not high school. It's not college. Um, so I have no sympathy for them. But that last touchdown by Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Was was it was a little extra? They were doing the the snow angels in the in the end zone, and I, again, I have no problem with it whatsoever. But I was very surprised that there wasn't a little bit more of a scuffle from the Vikings because things were starting to get chippy in the game at that point, and uh, I, I really felt like the Vikings were going to be upset over that. But I mean, you can stop them. You have the option. You're out there on the field. You can keep them from getting into the end zone. That's your job. And they they did not do it last night. And Mike Zimmer was not happy. Again, the Vikings have a lot of injuries, so I don't know really what they had for the Saints, but you, you gotta you gotta respect what the Saints did, um, pouring it on. And uh, again, I think I think that Drew Brees obviously has limitations at this point, but I mean, Sean Payton is just he's just been a wizard with working this the last two years really, because when Drew Brees went out last year, having Teddy Bridgewater step in seamlessly and go five and zero which obviously earned him a starting quarterback position with the Carolina Panthers, and deservedly so. And then this year, Drew Brees going down with a much more serious injury in, um, I think he had 11 broken ribs, 12 broken ribs. Sometimes in this job, we get a little desensitized to these injuries. If I, when I stub my toe, I consider not continuing my day. Like, I can't imagine having 11 to 12 broken ribs and doing anything. Like, just there's, there's no way. And then willingly going back into the same environment where those broken ribs uh, were created. It's it's really remarkable. I think sometimes we just we forget just how physical this game is and um, just kind of gloss over it. But that's that's a lot to deal with at, at any age. Um, but I, I just think the Saints are that, that was an impressive win coming off of two losses. It's, it's what you want to do in week 16 heading into the playoffs. I think. I don't want to regret saying this, but I think they're capable of, of beating Green Bay. Now, I know everything has to go through Green Bay, and it's a very cold place. It's winter. It's outside. It's not the Dome in New Orleans. I get that. 
But if they can run the ball like that, I don't know that it really matters. And with everything that Sean Payton's doing with that offense, I don't think you need to rely on Drew Brees to throw it over the top. That's not what their offense has been anyway. So it's not like you're eliminating a a big part of their offensive scheme to not be able to throw it down the field. They're, they're dink and dunk as is. So, I mean, I hope that's what we get. It would be an unbelievable NFC Championship game, Green Bay and, uh, and the Saints. But that, uh, that, that performance by the Vikings last night was not going to get it done. They are out of the playoffs, and the Saints look really, really impressive. So there's, there's a couple games today, um, starting with the Bucks lions And that is starting in a few hours. Then you have Niners, Cardinals, and Dolphins, Raiders. And each of these games have playoff implications. Uh, I believe the Bucs can clinch a playoff spot if they win today. Uh, The Niners and Cardinals is a must-win game for the Cardinals if they want to stay in the wildcard hunt. Obviously, the Niners are out. It's a a big line. Six, according to Fox Bet. The Cardinals are favored. George Kittle might be back. George Kittle, yeah, but it's C.J. Beathard. I think See, I, I think Kittle's are... gonna. I think Kittle's gonna be out there, but it's C.J. Beathard. Yeah, yeah. Gus Johnson had that one. You know, he called the game that one time when C.J. Beathard had that amazing throw. But yeah, I don't. I don't think we can expect that today. Yeah, no disrespect to C.J. Beathard, but I, I don't have high. I don't have high hopes for the Niners today. I I like that line of uh, of six for the Cardinals. Um, that is our producer, Gavin, by the way, and Dolphins Raiders. I am, uh, I am a Miami Dolphins fan. I'm also, I'm from Pittsburgh. So I'm a Steelers fan. Yes, I am that person. I have two teams deal with it. Not apologizing for it, but I'm really looking forward to that game tonight. Um, both that's essentially a playoff game. Dolphins and Raiders each must win if they want to, to get a spot. And it's pretty crazy that one team, the Dolphins or the Ravens are going to miss the playoffs this year. It's going to hurt more, I think, for for fans if the Ravens don't make it because they feel like a better team. Dolphins are still, I think, a year away from really being a, a contender. But I love Brian Flores and what they've been doing down there. Um, so I'm really looking forward to these games today. And uh, and you can watch me um, and listen to me on Niners Cardinals fr- Prime Video on the call if you'd like. Or you can also watch on Twitch.tv slash Move the Six. Myself, Daniel Jeremiah, and Bucky Brooks. That's exclusively on Prime Video, that game today, so you can watch with us on the Scouts feed. Um, Coming up, we'll talk to MJ Acosta, who is the host of NFL Total Access. She has all the goodies on this NFL weekend and uh, a little more reaction to that game last night, a little preview on the games today. And I have to talk about this James Harden situation. Uh, There were there were. A bunch of games in the NBA last night, uh, big performances out of the Nets, the Lakers, uh, the Clippers. Uh, d- didn't love seeing Kawhi Leonard go down like that. That was brutal. But uh, he, it seems like he's going to be okay. Um, and the Warriors are in big trouble. So we'll we'll get into all of that as well uh, as we talk to MJ Acosta on a Christmas Saturday here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. It's so festive, I don't even want to talk over it. I apologize to everyone who's over Christmas. Um, I love Christmas. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I'm Joy Taylor, filling in for Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Radio. Because uh, I have lots of nieces and nephews, nine to be exact, and I have, I have one more on the way. So I've got lots of kids to buy for. Not all of them are kids, some of them are grown, but regardless, uh, Christmas can be stressful when you have a lot of people to buy for. Um, so Thanksgiving is all the greatness of Christmas with, uh, without the gifts. It's just lots of food and drinks and family. Um, but I had a great Christmas. I hope you did too. And you're enjoying your holiday weekends, even if you're over the Christmas music. Uh, I apologize. I'm not, so I'm going to make you suffer. So it's only, you know, it's only one month out of the year. You got to hear it. It's jolly. So let's juice the jolly out of this weekend, right? It's been a rough year for everyone. And uh, I hope you had a great Christmas weekend and you enjoyed those NBA games. It was a fun day in the NBA. A lot of blowouts, actually. Um, I don't overreact to the beginning of the NBA season because it's nonsense. But, especially in a year like this. But I do think that there are, there are some, some promising signs 
from yesterday's games. And uh, I teased James Harden. I'm going to get to that in a second. We'll also talk to MJ Acosta at the bottom of the hour, host of NFL Total Access on NFL Network. There are three games today, Bucks, lions Niners, Cardinals, and Raiders, Dolphins, and um, a couple really great games on Sunday as well that we'll talk to her about. So the Heat got the win over the Pelicans. Bucks blew out the Warriors. Warriors are in trouble. Really big trouble. I was concerned, obviously, when Clay Thompson went down, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Again, I don't want to overreact, but they did not look like they have any any juice at all through the first, through the beginning of the season. Um, the Nets, however, I did say were going to be great, and they look great. I'm contradicting myself because I'm continuously saying I'm not going to overreact to <laughs> the beginning of the season, and I am. I have to react. I just want to overreact. Uh, the Nets ha- being incredibly off, incredible offensively, I don't think is a hot take considering they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I think there was some skepticism about what KD would look like too. Yeah, see, I d- I was not in that camp. Um, we are in in an age of incredible medical advancements, and while an Achilles is an awful awful injury, he is not somebody who doesn't take care take care of his body. He's not a heavy person. Um, and he's had a lot of time off. So he's had more time to recover than prob- than he would have normally had if the season was going at its normal pace and length. So he's, I had no concern whatsoever about what he was going to look like. People keep talking about him like he's ancient or something, and, and that, that just wasn't a concern of mine. And and Kevin Durant is so good, even if he, even if he was back at 90% of what he was, he'd still be a top 10 player in the NBA. So I, I really had no concern about what he was going to look like, but they do look great. Uh, there's some concerns with them defensively, but I think that's mainly Kyrie. And if Kyrie is your worst defensive player, you're going to the NBA Finals. Um, and then the Lakers had a big game. Uh, LeBron is amazing on Christmas Day. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Uh the the I mean Luka Doncic is incredible, but I miss Porzingis, and the Clippers blew out the Nuggets. Jamal Murray's just got to get going earlier. But today the Rockets play, and James Harden has been just all in the news this week for for some shenanigans. And I mean, if you I don't know I don't know how you could have missed it, but in case you missed it, he was on video at a what has what he has said is a dinner dinner party, however you want to classify it, but not a strip club. Still in uh, violation, though. Absolutely right. in violation, which is the whole point. Yeah. Um, I am not a moralist, and I've I've been to a party or two in my day. Um, no one would classify me as an angel. I do not care if you go to a strip club. I lived in Miami for 10 years. So uh, I don't care <laughs> at all. That's not the point. Whether it's a strip club or it's a party with the same amount of people that were in the strip club, it's not about what you're doing. It's about the amount of people that you're around. We're in a global pandemic. Don't want to rant because it's just it's extremely frustrating that that's even a conversation or why he's confused by it. But it was a party. It was a dinner. It was in violation, which, of course, everyone knows because there is no way that players are not aware what the protocols are. And for that matter... The protocols are are kind of the same suggestions or uh, I don't want to call it like decrees, like asks of the government that you not be at big parties. So there's no way that any person literally walking this earth today who doesn't understand you're not supposed to be around a bunch of people. Um, now, if you choose to do that, that's 
it's not fine, but it's it's your choice. If you're an NBA player, you should expect repercussions. But James Harden did not get the repercussions, at least I was expecting, um, because Adam Silver is not the Grinch. Here he is with Rachel Nichols on the jump. The precedent is that discipline gets ratcheted up, and it's Christmas. It was a first offense. Frankly, to your point, the $50,000 is the limit of my authority under the collective bargaining agreement. And and what would have happened? I mean, in a way, he got lucky because if the game had taken place last night as scheduled and he were unavailable because of his own actions, he would have missed a game and a paycheck. And so it would have in practice, you know, or, or and ultimately have turned out to be a much larger sanction. But a, l- a little bit of luck there, I'd say also, we're just beginning these protocols, and I, I, it seemed fair in the first instance, but um, it's Christmas. Anyone who's in a position of meeting out discipline as I am um, can't succumb to frontier justice. I mean, I understand what Twitter would like to see happen here, but <laughs> as a union, there are rules, and my job is to follow the, the rules. <laughs> okay. There's so much to unpack there. Um, I like Adam Silver a lot. I think he is a great commissioner. And for that matter, I don't think we have bad commissioners. It's a huge job, a ton of responsibility, and sports leagues have done a better job than most states at organizing COVID protocols, keeping their players safe, keeping the staff, which you know we pay attention really only to the players and the head coach, there are there are massive staffs, uh, stadium personnel, all kinds of logistical people, media. There's hundreds of people behind the scenes that make that go and keeping all of them safe as well. They're very organized. The fact that we ha- even have sports right now is a testament to what these commissioners have done. That said, what is he talking about? First of all, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. What does that have to do with anything? What, I don't even understand what that means. So it's like a gift to James Harden that he violated COVID protocol so he's not going to get punished? And, and, and listen, I'm not out here. Uh, I am not the leader of frontier justice, as Adam Silver said. I am not demanding frontier justice. I am a, a huge advocate of not doing necessarily, uh, in most cases, what Twitter is demanding. Uh, I'm not a member of cancel culture or whatever else he is like implying. But there are... There are repercussions to every action, right? And we are living in a time that is very delicate. I don't even care about the optics, right? Because James Harden has been doing whatever James Harden wants to do clearly for the last couple weeks. And that situation in Houston is toxic. But you're trying to put an NBA season on outside of the bubble. People didn't know if the bubble was going to work, and they did a remarkable job. But the way that all of these leagues work, the way that all of this happens is people do their best to not only follow the protocols, but be respectful of other people because that's what that's what this is all about. <laughs> like you can you can be positive and not know and give it to someone else and then they get sick and, and we know what happens. Like there's a reason these protocols are in place. It's not like a cute suggestion it, it, for him to say that he's not going to succumb to frontier justice like Okay, so what's your plan then? Since you since you don't since you don't 
want to react to what the public thinks you should do, which in general, I don't think you should do that. I think you should be measured, make decisions, as he said, follow what, you know, the NBA Players Association, everyone has agreed on. This idea, like, he just let him, like, to say so casually, like, it's Christmas and I don't want to succumb to frontier justice, like, I don't want to hear that. Just come out and say, this is what I'm allowed to do, according to the CBA. And James no- James knows what the protocols are. Moving forward, the, the, the repercussions will be more harsh because it's a first-time offense, and that's that. But to make it seem like, oh, you know, we, 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 don't, we don't pay attention to the Twitter mob. Like, he was... <laughs> He was clearly doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing in the middle of an NBA season. Like, he's putting other people in danger. Whether you like it or not or believe in it or not, like, those are the facts. There's a reason why those protocols are in place. Um, I have so much more to say about it, but the the Rockets are going to play tonight. There are six Rockets out due to COVID-related contact tracing. Those are unrelated to James Harden. They don't have anything to do with James Harden going to the party. It's just a bad situation in Houston. Um... I want to see this NBA season go all the way through. They're not in a bubble. And uh, I, I just I think that for Adam Silver, who usually gets it really, really right, I thought that, that was was very cavalier of a response um, to to that situation with one of your stars, one of the most visible players in the league. Um, let's get to what's trending. And then on the other side, we'll talk to MJ Acosta, host of NFL Total Access and get her thoughts on last night's games, the games today, and on Sunday and some other stories around the NFL. It's Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre. Joy, we begin in the National Football League, where on Christmas night the Saints and Vikings starred in a remake of the movie Home Alone, with Alvin Kamara playing the role of Kevin McAllister and the Vikings defense playing the hapless burglars Marvin Harry. You guys give up? Oh, yeah, thirsty for more. Kamara in a tailback. He's got five rushing touchdowns. And now six. Tied for the most all time. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Joe Buck, the call on Fox's Camara tied the NFL record with six rushing touchdowns in the Saints' 52-33 victory over the Vikings in New Orleans. Clinches the NFC South for the fourth straight year. Minnesota eliminated from playoff contention. In the NBA on Christmas night, the world champion Lakers defeated the Dallas Mavericks 138-115. Anthony Davis, 28 points. LeBron James, 22.7 rebounds, 10 assists. Montrez Harrell, one of the new Lakers, 22 off the bench, 10 out of 13 from the field. The Brooklyn Nets winning at Boston, 123-95 to improve to 2-0. Kyrie Irving, 37.7 three-pointers. Kevin Durant added 29. Also Friday night, the Los Angeles Clippers winning at Denver, 121-108. Joy, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Radio. Let's go out to MJ Acosta, host of NFL Total Access on NFL Network. Good morning, MJ. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas morning. Sorry for getting you up so early. I appreciate you. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> um, MJ and I are on the West Coast, so it's a, it's a little earlier than everyone else in the East Coast who's been up and, and at it. But 
So that was, uh, we just heard from Isaac. That was quite a game from Alvin Kamara last night. Um, Vikings defense got ran all over. But I picked the Saints to go to the Super Bowl for the NFC at the beginning of the season. Um, Right now, if you have to choose, which I'm asking you, so you have to, uh, Packers (laughs) or Saints? Because I believe those are the two best teams in the NFC right now. Right. Um, You know, if I had to pick between the Packers and Saints today, I think just knowing the what he's done this season, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. It's insane. I mean, he's playing at a level, if we're doing video games, level expert, um, what we've seen in his career and then what he's done this season is unmatched. It's crazy. I love Alvin Kamara. He's out of control, but he alone cannot win the Super Bowl, right? I think that what they've done in Green Bay, what they're doing on offense there is, out of control. Um, and so I think right now they are the stronger team. So you talk about Aaron Rodgers having an incredible season, which he has. Is he the MVP? Because to me, he is. Now, it, it is between him and Patrick Mahomes. And obviously, of we course. all know Patrick Mahomes is also having an MVP level season and has been incredible. Yeah. But um, to me, and I don't know what the measurement is for MVP. Um, but it seems to change all the time. Um, it's not as dramatic as, you know, NBA MVP narrative, but I just feel like without Aaron Rodgers, that team doesn't go. Like if we're going for most valuable player, Patrick Mahomes, obviously incredible, best quarterback in the league, but the Chiefs are such mm-hmm. a complete team. I feel like they could, they could squeak a couple out without Patrick Mahomes. I don't feel the same about the, the Green Bay Packers. Absolutely. No, I agree with you totally. I, I think that, Aaron Rodgers has proven time and again, I mean, especially with all of the storylines coming into the season for Aaron Rodgers, like, oh, they drafted a QB, and oh, he's getting old. Is he going to retire? And the chip on his shoulder, I don't think we would consider that a chip. It's a boulder <laughs> at this point. And he, he demonstrated it through his play and what he's done with this team this season. Um, yeah, I think if he's not under center, there's no way they're doing what they're doing right now. So if he's not in every MVP conversation, I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah, and that's that's why I picked the Saints to win the NFC because I thought that the Packers would take a step back, not because of Aaron Rodgers, who I've never questioned uh, his greatness. Right. I just didn't like what they did in the draft. I hated that Jordan Love pick, not because of Jordan Love. It's just not what mm-hmm. they needed, and Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing right. terrible, and I, I didn't like the comparison to the Brett Favre situation when he was drafted. They lost in the wild card game to the Vikings the year before Aaron Rodgers was drafted. They lost in the NFC Championship game in 13-3 and last year. So it was just, it's not a comparable, it's, it's, it's apples and oranges. Um, so, I, but I'm, I've, I mean, they've been incredible this year. So the Niners play today. They play the Cardinals um, in a game you can watch on Prime Video. And you, <laughs> you cover the Niners and uh, they've been having some struggles this year. But, you know, there's been a lot of talk about if Jimmy G should be back next year or if they're going to make a move possibly for Sam Darnold or some other, you know, possibilities out right. there. But Kyle Shanahan's record without Jimmy G is a uh, sketch. So what do you think happens there? I think the Niners record without Jimmy G has been sketched. I mean, I, there's people I know, you know, I'm a Jimmy G fan. Yes. I love Jimmy G because I've covered this team. So I've seen him both on and off the field, what he does for this team. And I like him. Is he a top-tier quarterback? I don't think he can be put into the conversations with Patrick Mahomes, with Aaron Rodgers. We're not there yet. I think that injuries have prevented us from seeing what he can really do. But you also can't take away the fact that this man was the QB who led this team to a Super Bowl last year. And then he goes out this year, and now look at him. Granted, 
half the team is out. Right. They have more injuries than anybody else in the NFL, granted. But I think that they do have to have a case for who's next in line after Jimmy G because the injuries, they're a problem. They're an issue. We can't, we can't deny this. It's, you know, his ankle, his knee. It's like a, con- a continuous thing, which sucks because it, it really does not allow him to be, to be great. And it's, and that, that is the, the, the sort of the crutch in the craw in all of this for Jimmy G and the 49ers. I, I want to see him develop to that great point. I think they were getting into that rhythm. I think that Super Bowl run obviously um, was, was so fantastic for that team, for that franchise. And then to come again this season and have everybody wiped out uh, from everybody is in the IR list for the entire season. I mean, I, I don't know what juju they put in San Francisco, but it's not good. They need a sage, the whole, like all of Santa Clara. I'm, I'm, um, I'm a big fan of sage. Yes, definitely. Uh, Joy Taylor bling in for Jason McIntyre. We're talking to MJ Acosta, NFL Network. So another team that you covered very closely, the Raiders have not been great post by, and uh, they were rolling at the beginning of the season, obviously got a big win over the Chiefs, and they play uh, our Miami Dolphins today. Are they going to ruin Brian Flores into a season? I do not think so. No, okay. I think that the Dolphins, the way that they – first of all, Brian Flores plays no games, as, as we've seen. He is one of the realest coaches I think we have in the entire league at the moment. Yep. Um, but also, I think he, he, what he's built this season, despite everybody questioning him, including myself, because even when he, when he sat Fitzpatrick and brought in two, I said, wait, what are we doing? Why? Everything, everything is going well. I want it to be safe and feel good. And Brian said, MJ, calm the hell down. <laughs> Sit down. I got this. Like, we're good. Um, and sure enough, it has been. Um, I even had them winning over KC, which everybody called me a homer. And yeah, I was. Totally. I'll own it. It's fine. Um, And yet they only lost by less than a score. So they have been in this the entire season, despite everybody questioning them. I don't think that the Raiders will be the team. I think the only team that can beat the Dolphins right now in this matchup for week 16 is the actual Dolphins. They have, they have this game. They're supposed to win this game. So if they head out to Vegas, keep it together and keep it moving the way they has, they absolutely will come out with the dub. Yeah, you and I were on opposite sides of the Tua move. Um, I thought yeah. it was the perfect time for Tua, but um, I'm, I'm thinking long-term. And, uh, right. yeah, you're right. Brian Flores has done – I think he's done just an absolutely incredible job. Uh, both both Brian Flores and Joe Judge have done an incredible job, and but the Belichick coaching tree has had a lot of, a lot of question marks on it, but those yeah. two look like they're, they're legit. Um, so – Tom Brady is in in Tampa Bay, as we know, and they've had kind of an interesting season as well. That he's obviously won the divorce temporarily, but <laughs> for now, for now. But we keep hearing like nonstop just about how much Bruce Arians and Tom Brady get along. And I got to be honest, I don't care. I don't care if they get right. along. Do you respect each other and you have good communication? Those are the keys to a good relationship. Um, Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. But, like, what, right. what, what is the deal with them constantly talking about how much they get along? Like, who cares? I think that because he had such a longstanding thing with Bill Belichick, and by thing I mean six Super Bowls, um, everyone sort of wants to see if it's that same dynamic with Bruce, the quarterback whisperer, and all of this stuff. Somebody doesn't need that. He doesn't need a whisperer. Um, but I think what we've come accustomed to is to him being sort of like the golden boy and like Bruce doesn't care. Like if you're on my team, you're the QB or you're the practice squad dude. Like if you play like crap, 
I'm going to tell you. And so everyone has, has built this narrative of, oh, Bruce cuts in his face and like Tom doesn't like that. And that's why they're not being, first of all, it's the first year that Tom is there after being decades with another team. So everybody relax. It's going to take a second for them to really build what their dynamic is. What, they're, what we're seeing this season isn't even it, right? Truly of what it could be. It's the first year. Um, so I think that's why people are so focused on that, but it, it is very odd to me. Like, okay, let's look at the record. Let's see what they're doing. Why is it that they have to wait until the fourth quarter on all of these games to come back and win it? Like why with all of the people they have, especially on offense at a pretty decent defense, they can't just get going right off the jump. Like they almost lost to the Atlanta Falcons, but they came back and won it because that's what Tom Brady does. Yeah. That's what I'm focused on. Well, yeah, like to your point, is this anything we didn't know? Like we didn't know mm-hmm. that Bruce Arians and Tom Brady have opposite styles. Well, this is, this is right. not news to anybody. Um, and that's not the kind of offense that they run there. Tom Brady is death by a million cuts and and Bruce Arians is uh, no risk at no biscuit. Like they're just complete opposites. So it's not surprising that that's happening. I don't think that them being uh, different styles is why it's not working. I think they just don't have an identity yet. And to your point, why would they? Like t- I, I made it like a a point to be try and be patient with teams who had new quarterbacks or new head coaches this year and be extremely patient with rookies this season. Cause it's a different year. Like there's no preseason. Yeah. There's a, sh- a shortened off season, there, 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 less practices. Like you have to take all these things in consideration. Now, when you're the goat, you don't get that grace. Um, so that's, not, so it's understandable, but like, yeah, to your point, that's, it's not surprising that they've not been perfect this year. Um, so the, so a team that's, pretty much been perfect is the chiefs um i mean they just look incredible they, they they've they're seamless they're the most complete yeah. team in the league who can beat them can the bills beat them i think the bills are the best shot of giving them and listen they're, they the chiefs haven't been like steamrolling over teams to be no correct, no no, to be no clear but they are i think the strongest and and the most whole team in this league i think the bills what josh allen has been doing it's that is a matchup that is very, very interesting to me, especially as we get closer to this January um, football. Now, do I think they will beat them? No, I don't think they would. But they have the best shot, I think, um, within this conference to, to really knock them out of power. I mean, stranger things have happened, especially in the 2020 season. Um, but I think when you're looking at matchups and what, what, could, what could come down, uh, down the stretch, that is a team that I have sort of the bullseye on there when when it comes to the Chiefs. Yeah, it's just it's no disrespect to Bills Mafia. I love you guys. You've done uh, an amazing job with your team this year. Oh, I yeah. just I, I got to see it in the playoffs before I, I, right. I put any trust in there. Um, I have to M- see it in real time. <laughs> yes, MJ Acosta, host of NFL Total Access weekdays on NFL Network. Check her out. You can also follow her on Twitter at MJ Acosta TV. Uh, Merry Christmas! Thank you so much for getting up early and uh, talking with me. Uh, love you mucho. Merry Christmas! Thank you. Now it ensures that I get up and get a workout in. So thank you. Oh, wonderful! Joy. Wonderful! You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, MJ. Uh, when we come back, the Steelers. I grew up in Pittsburgh. I have lots of really strong opinions about the Steelers um, that are contrary to most Pittsburgh Steelers fans because I am actually critical of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, Juju was in the news this week. They are struggling. Everyone is panicking. The uh, the roof is caving in in Pittsburgh. And uh, and they, they have some problems that I agree with. Uh, we'll talk about that on the other side. Joy Taylor in for Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, Fox Sports Radio. Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre. Just talked to MJ Acosta. A little NFL news. 
We'll talk to Ashley Nicole Moss, NBA reporter, Kimmy Checks of NFL Network, and Taylor Rooks later in the show. So I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, I lived a long time in Miami as well, which is why I have uh, Miami ties. But uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have got some issues right now. They're one in three in the last month of 2020. So ending this awful year off, awful. Um, but that's not new, actually. That's a trend that they have been on for the last couple years, being terrible in December. Um, obviously, last year they didn't have Ben Roethlisberger, so it's kind of strange that the team continues to trend in this direction. But one of the biggest stories this week was Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, everyone's been paying attention to this all year. Juju goes to the middle of the field and does a TikTok dance. Full disclosure, not a TikToker. I have a TikTok but I don't, I have like two videos on it and they're not really like TikTok videos. I don't know how to do TikTok dances. I tried, my niece tried to teach me, I'm awful and it just makes me feel old and I don't, I don't like to do it. And I'm not old, so I don't wanna do things that make me feel more old. Regardless, Juju is a great TikToker. He's excellent at social media and Juju is actually not a bad guy. This did not bother me in any way whatsoever, but it became a bigger story than it needed to be and that's why Juju stopped doing it. People are freaking out. It's disrespectful. Ugh. Okay. Like, it'll calm down on, the, on, on people, like, throwing out the word disrespect. Especially on social media, which is basically just a vortex of insanity and negativity. People are making it out to be way bigger a deal than it was. And the reason it's a bigger deal than it was is because they started losing. When he was winning, it was like, oh, Juju does this dance. He's so cool. I wish I could do that dance. Uh, why does he do the same dance at every place he goes? But once it started losing, things become a bigger story. For example, DeAndre Hopkins has missed 18 practices this year. And, yeah, it's not a big deal because DeAndre Hopkins is great. And he's having an amazing season. If he was off and he wasn't having a good season and couldn't get on the same page with Kyler Murray, it would be a big deal. Things are not a big deal when you're winning. They are a big deal when you're losing, which is why he chose to stop doing it. Um, when your head coach is being asked about TikTok dances, when you guys were just 11-0 and you're in danger of not winning the division, which is crazy, uh, it's time to stop doing it. I think Juju did the right thing. Uh, I think the social media uh, reaction to it, overreaction to it, was kind of silly and um, it, it's simply just because he's not having a DeAndre Hopkins-level season and the Steelers are struggling. So um, we'll talk more about this. Um, I have a couple more thoughts. At the top of the hour, Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre. We'll talk to Kimmy Checks, Taylor Rooks, and Ashley Nicole Moss later in the show, getting a little bit more into the NBA games yesterday and a little bit more of the NFL weekends coming up. Big, big playoff implications in lots of games this weekend. Joy Taylor in for Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Radio. We'll be back at the top of the hour. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. What up? Joy Taylor in for Jason McIntyre. If you don't know me, I am the co-host of The Herd with Colin Cowherd on FS1. I also have a podcast you can check out, too. Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. Hope uh, Jason McIntyre is having a good weekend with the family. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. You can check out Niners Cardinals with me today on Prime Video on the Scouts feed. Also on twitch.tv slash move the sticks. And follow me on social media at Joy Taylor Talks. Sometimes I'm fun. Hope you had a great, great week, a holiday week. You enjoyed the games yesterday. The NBA games were incredible. A lot of blowouts. And uh, as Isaac just mentioned, Alvin Kamara had the game of a lifetime in his Christmas cleats, which I loved. I'm a big Christmas person. I really try to like enjoy all of the the, the holiday spirits and get into it. I, I didn't used to be, but you know, I'm an adult. Adulting is hard, so <laughs> <laughs> watching Christmas movies and like you know suspending reality, uh, listening to some Nat King Cole and uh, Ariana Grande and Mariah Carey is fun. Um, I'm I'm a girl. I like I like girly stuff. I watched Mariah Carey uh, Christmas special the other day and just like you know. Loved all the outfit changes. I actually, actually, if you want to just like dive into some really Christmassy stuff, that's what you're into. The Mariah Carey special is really good. And low-key, a sleeper, Casey Musgraves, also excellent. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Musgraves head. I adore Casey <laughs> Musgraves. I adore her. 
I would leave anyone in my life for Casey Musgraves. She's incredible. My uh, girlfriend's probably listening, but uh, might be might be with you on that. I mean, she's she's <laughs> ridiculous. She's just she's absolutely stunning, and she's an incredible voice. She's mesmerizing. I watched her. I, I watched her Christmas special last year, but I watched it again this year, and she's she's just great. Um, the Nets are going to be a big problem. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, get back into the the Steelers thing because I really didn't have time to break it down last hour. And the Juju situation is not what's wrong with the Steelers. It's not the problem. Like, it's just a problem because most of us are not good dancers, and Juju is. And uh, he's doing it when they're losing, which feels like it's uh, in bad taste. But we'll, we'll, he's not going to do it anymore. And we'll talk about that as well. We'll talk to Ashley Nicole Moss, who's an NBA reporter, uh, at the bottom of the hour as the NBA season has begun. And there are lots of storylines already developing. I also talked to Kimmy Checks and Taylor Rooks of Bleacher Report uh, later on in the show. But, um, yeah, starting with the Nets, I, I, I've been on the Nets for basically since Kyrie and KD got there, I've been on the Nets. And um, so I'm not new to this. Um, I'm not like a hot take thing that I thought that they were going to be great. And I really don't get it because the Nets have been, despite having a coaching change, they've been one of those teams in the NBA that's been developing a culture. They're they're scrappy, they're gritty, they play really hard, they play for each other. They're a fun regular season team to watch. They didn't have the stars that they needed to have to make any kind of noise in the NBA playoffs. And as we know, in the NBA, not only do you need a star, you need a second star, too. Now, after Kawhi Leonard Thanos the NBA and rid everyone of the the super teams with his move you still need two stars and they have them and whatever your opinion of Kyrie is doesn't matter if you think he's crazy for thinking the earth is flat I don't love that take either although I kind of think he was joking but it just doesn't matter whatever you think of Kyrie he's still a great player I mean not to overreact again to the beginning of the NBA season but 37 last night. Brooklyn beat the Celtics, who everyone loves every single year. Every single year, everyone loves the Celtics. 123-95. Kevin Durant had 29. I mean, Kyrie Irving, 37. Karis LeVert, 10. Jared Allen, 9. Like every, Everyone contributes. Joe Harris, by the way, if you don't know about Joe Harris, you're going to by the end of this season. I think they're going to win the East. And I'm, a uh, full disclosure, I'm a Miami Heat fan. They love the Miami Heat. And I think I'm very proud of what they did in the bubble. But I think Jimmy Butler left his soul for this season in the bubble. I mean, he he dragged that team through the playoffs. Goran Dragic going down in the finals was devastating. I do think Bam is going to continue to develop and get better. But I, I still think they need a full, complete, healthy team to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then to get to the NBA Finals. Um, and I don't know. I don't know that that's going to happen. Brooklyn, however, if KD and Kyrie, and, and it's really not KD that I'm concerned about because I know everyone was concerned about what KD was going to look like coming back off of that Achilles injury. Which I, I, I got to be honest, I, I low key felt like it was silly. Like I understand how intense an Achilles injury is, but it's it's Kevin Durant. It's not. He's not somebody who doesn't take care of his body. He's not somebody who's not in the gym. He's not somebody who's not going to take his rehab seriously. And he does care about his NBA legacy. And he's not a big guy. So 
I, I really had no concern about what he was going to look like coming back. And he looks great. So he didn't make me a liar. But Kyrie is a, is a question. Kyrie does have injury issues. And so if they can stay healthy throughout the whole season, they're just going to be one of the – I think they're going to be one of the greatest offensive teams maybe in league history and going to be really fun to watch. And, and also an added element to the Nets and why I'm so on them this year is they're just going to have so many storylines. I mean, Kyrie starting the season off with the, the pawns line and then the Instagram post – and then now he is talking to the media because, of course, sage. don't forget the. Sage. Oh yeah, I didn't get to the sage yet. Now, <laughs> now listen, the sage. So if you didn't see this, he was saging. He he was walking around the court with sage, the Celtics court, and then he kind he did kind of sort of a blessing on the court. I'm not going that far, but I am a big sage person. My girlfriend just sent me a, a fresh pack of sage. Um, you know, it's just there's. I, I don't know. This is a new world for me, so I'm I'm all ears on this. Oh, you're not you're not into sage. I don't and, know and, anything. Sage about and crystals. It. I, my girlfriend's best friend is into crystals. She's like a, a bit of a medium, I would say. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's it's an interesting world to me. But have you ever been to a medium or a, no? A, I, a fortune. I, I haven't. No. Yeah. So I've been a couple times. And um, I'm I'm more delicate with it. Like I have friends that will go once a week or once every other week. I'm not that intense with it, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, you have to be in touch with your spiritual side. I grew up Baptist, but um, I, 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 and I'm still a believer, but I like, I'm more of a spiritual person and clearly Kyrie is too. And the, the reason I love the sage the most, and MJ kind of referred to this earlier, because I've been saying this for years, for years I've been saying this, and I was so excited when I saw that Kyrie was saging the court. For years I have been saying that the Falcons and the Chargers need to sage their facilities. And they don't listen. Yes. And I'm so I'm like, you know what? Now it has officially hit the sports world in the biggest way possible. Kyrie is just walking around the court with sage burning sage on the court. Maybe someone will see this and they will pass along my message to the Falcons and the Saints. Just put a little salt in the corners of the room, walk around with some sage, open some doors, light some incense, just get all of that, whatever it is that you guys have going on. And you got something going on. Okay. And it, and it doesn't matter. You change the coach. <laughs> You've changed personnel. <laughs> like you have got, you have got issues in those buildings. Just sage it. Just get it out. Get it away from you. Chargers tried to move cities. It didn't change. Yes. Like, like they you, changed quarterbacks. Whatever it is, is with you guys. Um, so yeah. So there's so many storylines to the Nets this year. Steve Nash, D'Antoni. Like there's just so, there's so much. It's such a delicious, delicious story in the NBA and I'm so excited to see how it goes all season long and how they end up finishing the season. Now, I don't think that they're going to beat the Los Angeles Lakers who are heavy favorites to repeat. But I also think that the added element of COVID, which is likely not going anywhere anytime soon, that fact that the the Lakers were so focused in the bubble and they came together so much as a team, and they have LeBron James as the leader of the team. This is going to still be a very long, trying season. It's 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 a whole added level of stress that we're all dealing with when you're being tested every single day, when you're not able to go to dinners, like everyone in the NBA knows now, thanks to James Harden, when you can't have a normal life, a normal social life, that even, even the rest of us who are not playing sports, they, they, they have to take it to another level. 
um, how careful they have to be. So being able to be, you know, mentally strong in those environments, a team that's really together, that doesn't have any kind of chemistry issues, like that's really going to matter this season still, even though they're not in the bubble. So I'm I'm big on the on the Brooklyn Nets getting to the NBA Finals. I don't I don't think they'll beat the Lakers, but I just think they're going to be such a fun offensive team. If they can all if they can stay healthy, it's going to be it's going to be a wild ride for NBA fans this year with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So speaking of New York, let's talk about those Jets. Oh, the Jets. So so what's going to happen? What do you do? Do you stick with Sam Darnold? Do you take Justin Fields? Some people like the BYU quarterback, Zach Wilson, more than Justin Fields. You're in big trouble. But Jacksonville Jaguars can still mess it up this weekend. They still have time to get rid of the number one overall pick. Lots to discuss there. Plus, we'll talk to Ashley Nicole Moss about the start to the NBA season. And uh, maybe you'll ask a little about the Dolphins, too. We'll see. Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Merry Christmas. Oh, it's my girl, Casey Musgraves. I love you, Casey. It's Joy Taylor in for Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Radio. How can that voice not make you happy? I don't get it. It's the best. It's time for the Geico play of the day. Durant up top, hands to Irving. Left side, a deep three. And it's good for Kyrie Irving. He's got 37. The most the Net has ever scored on Christmas Day. And this is the 10th Christmas Day game for the Nets. That's the F- WFAN Nets Radio Network. That is the Geico play of the day. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. Geico.com. Easy. Joy Taylor feeling in for Jason McIntyre. Hope you had a very Merry Christmas. You're having a good holiday weekend. Uh, we were just discussing the Nets and what they're going to do to the NBA, I believe, this season. We'll talk to Ashley Nicole Moss in about 10 minutes. She's an NBA reporter. Talk a little bit about those Nets. Uh, the Miami Heat win, which uh, which I think is great because I'm a Heat fan and I love that. Also, I, I know everyone's very high on Giannis. Mm. And why not? It's back-to-back MVP. And there's some talk that he may get a third straight MVP, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, I am not buying the Bucks this year at all. I'm not buying the Bucks. I'm not buying the Celtics. And you can't sell it to me. Um, it's just not going to happen. I, I've seen what they've done in the playoffs. It's a whole lot of nothing. They're great regular season teams. They're the new Raptors. Um, I, I just I just don't want to hear about it anymore. Do something in the play. Get to the NBA Finals. Get to the NBA Finals. I don't think that's too much to ask for a back-to-back MVP. And I, I know it's it's against the rules of media to say anything critical of the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis, but you're not getting it done. I mean, I mean, if your goal is get to the playoffs, you're crushing it. If your goal is to be the best team but have the best record in the league, you're crushing it. But um, if your goal is to do anything in the postseason, you are not. And I think if you're back-to-back MVP, you should eventually should have some expectations of the team and of Giannis. Um, so talk to Ashley a little bit. About that in a few minutes, but um, yeah, the Jets. So the Jets won one. They beat the Rams very convincingly. I know this was a while ago, but this uh, <laughs> this conversation now about what the Jets are supposed to do is getting out of control. So it, the Jets situation is not actually as bad as everyone thinks it is. Like, yes, they are an awful, awful team right now, but they have a million picks in the draft and a ton of cap space and everyone around the league really, really likes their GM. Now they're in a bad situation with Sam Darnold because since they don't have the number one overall pick anymore, because they got the worst win in the history of football, they now have to decide if they stick with Sam Darnold, which is not sexy after this year. Do they, do they, if they do stick with Sam Darnold, do you trade down get more picks or possibly do some more maneuvering to get some stars there. Do you take Zach Wilson? Do you take Justin Fields? Cause I don't think that Justin Fields did himself any favors in that big 10 championship game. And now I understand he was hurt, but I just have a lot of questions. I think the step down from Trevor Lawrence to the number two quarterback is, is more massive than we think. And I don't know if Justin Fields to the Jets 
is enough. Now, maybe Justin Fields is as is better than Sam Darnold. I don't know. Jets fan base probably doesn't want to hear anything about keeping Sam Darnold around, and that's fair. I, I, I think that Sam Darnold can still play. I think he needs to go to a different situation. I would like to see him go to the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger can't stop talking about retiring. There's no down the field game whatsoever. Sam Darnold is a is a gunslinger. He like he plays reckless. He likes to take chances. So that fits the Steelers. What the Steelers need actually is a little bit more of that with some with some some youth. They have no one in waiting behind Ben Roethlisberger because he's complained about every time they bring in a quarterback. So they had Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges last year. I can't believe that the Steelers didn't bring in a better backup after what they saw last year. You're still in the playoff hunt at the end of the season with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. Why would you not go get someone like Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston, somebody to be behind Ben Roethlisberger, either to develop for when he retires or just just in case so the season doesn't fall apart. But I digress. I think that Sam Darnold would be would be a good fit in Pittsburgh. He's likely going to be a backup somewhere. But I just don't know what the Jets do. Now, this weekend, there's there's still some things still some things that could happen because the, the Jags play the Bears. And the Bears are playing for something because they're trying to get into the playoffs and they are very much alive in the in the playoff hunt. But they're still the Chicago Bears, and I don't trust them. Why would you? Now, I do like the way that they're trending, so I think that they will win that game. But it's uh it's the NFL, and crazy stuff has happened this year, like the Jets just thrashing the LA Rams. So if the Bears lose to the Jags and the Jags mess around and, and lose Trevor Lawrence after getting Trevor Lawrence, uh, then they have nothing to talk about because, you know, Justin Fields was likely going to go to Jacksonville anyway. But I just think the Jets is just such an interesting situation. I was a Jets fan for one year, one whole year of my life. Um, if you don't know, my my older brother is, is Jason Taylor, played for the Miami Dolphins and Jets and Washington football team. And uh, so his year in New York was wonderful. It was a Sanchez year. Mark Sanchez. Shout out to Mark Sanchez. And that was the year that they lost to the Steelers in the AFC Championship game, which was very bittersweet for me. But I I, I understand New York a little bit. And, the, and the, the media in New York is very tough, as they should be. It's a tough city, and um, they have a reputation to uphold. So I understand holding to the, jet, the Jets to a, to a standard, but... It's also becoming very tricky for the Jets in New York because the Giants are trending upwards very quickly. I love everything that the Giants are doing. I like Joe Judge. I wasn't sure about him at first. I didn't like the, you know, running, making the coaches run at practice and all that rah-rah stuff. Just It, it feels a bit college a little bit high-end high school. But the Giants have seemed to buy into it. Um, Daniel Jones is likely going to be their quarterback moving forward. And I think he's good enough. Uh, my coworker at Prime Video, Daniel Jeremiah, has a podcast, Move the Sticks. Him and Bucky Brooks have a conversation about, if is he a confetti guy? Can you see Daniel Jones in the confetti at the Super Bowl? And I think I can because he's – Eli Manning did it. And, um, I, I, well, I think Eli Manning – has had a, had a great career, and he's a Hall of Famer, and people argue with that. I think it's entirely possible. The Saquon Barkley is not there. He's going to be back next year. They're going to have a high draft pick. I, I, I like what the Giants have put together. So, so it is becoming a, a more heightened situation for the Jets. You can't just walk around being bad. And the Giants have been struggling the past couple years. So they have to make a lot of moves this offseason. Um, but I, 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 just, I can't believe that win. 
and and the implications that have come from it <laughs> are so wild. And then on top of that, for Justin Fields to play the way that he did, it's like, man, like that that could really have been the worst win maybe in the history of the NFL, depending on how Trevor Lawrence ends up looking if things stay the way they are and the Jags lose out and they really lost out on Trevor Lawrence. Because I think Trevor Lawrence is similar to Joe Burrow. And I loved Joe Burrow last year. I was much higher on Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow than a lot of people. He's one of those guys that can come in and actually make things better just by how great he is. And that that sounds like not very poetic, but there's a lot of moving parts on an NFL team. And even if you are great, we have seen quarterbacks who are great in college, who had big-time NFL potential, not be able to pull it off because they don't have that X factor that elevates the entire team. Joe Burrow came into Cincinnati, and immediately they were more interesting, and immediately they were playing better, and immediately you could see that he was going to have an impact as an NFL quarterback. Obviously, we know how his season ended, although he is walking now. He did put out a video. His rehab is going well, which I'm happy to see. I think Trevor Lawrence is that guy. I think some guys need to go to perfect situations in order to succeed, And there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone does better in more functional situations. But you have some people who can just make make anything happen. And I think Trevor Lawrence is is one of those guys. And the Jets obviously could have used that considering how their season went this year and how much they need to improve on. Now, Jacksonville is obviously very bad, too. But I don't look at Jacksonville exactly the way that, that I look at the Jets. But either way, there's a lot of a lot of implications that could come from this weekend. The Browns play the Jets tomorrow. So they're they're going to get another loss there. Although, I don't know. Like, now anything is possible. <laughs> There's no way that the Rams were losing that game. And um, and they did it. And then you have the, the Bears and Jags. And then the Jags play the Colts in the last week. And um, who are the Jets playing? Patriots. See, that's kind of interesting. Patriots are not good. So <laughs> they could end up with another win there. And the reason the reason this is so interesting is because I say this all the time. Players and coaches do not tank. Now, Adam Gase is not Adam Gase is not tanking. He's just not a good coach. And it was smart of the Jets to keep him there because obviously most teams would have fired him midseason. But they wanted to try and lose out. The organization did, and that's why they kept him there, which was, which was a good move. He's not going to get another head coaching job, as he should, and he's had to, and it's not been successful in either, either place. And Ryan Tannehill is now considered a Pro Bowl snub, and he was we know what he was with the Dolphins. So Gase is, Gase is not a good head coach. But players do not tank. Every time you step on the field, you're putting tape out there for your next job. <clears throat> you're putting out tape, out, out tape for the job that you might want to keep with the Jets next year. So to go out there and purposely lose is against everything that players do. It's just, it's just not what happens. They just aren't a good team. And that sh- they, sh- they showed that against the Rams. Like, this is the NFL. Even if they're the worst team in the NFL, they're all still professional football players. They're all still the best of the best football players in the whole world. They can beat any NFL team at any moment. You have an off day, and that's what happened to the Rams. So it is entirely possible, you know, the draft order could change. But I think this year's draft could be a really an all-timer. There's so many interesting quarterbacks. Zach Wilson is it, had an incredible uh, ascension and now he's even being considered by some to be the number two pick um, over Justin Fields. So I think it really comes down to how Justin Fields plays in these in these college football playoff games. If he has a big performance, it could erase the th- the recency of what happened in the Big Ten championship. I think that's the only optimism Jets fans can have. You look at Josh Allen, Justin Herbert; they were not the number one quarterback picked in the draft. So there is still hope. 
if you don't get the top dog, that those underrated guys could turn out to be something. Yes, although I will say, and I like Justin Herbert a lot after that Rose Bowl. I wasn't sure about him during the regular season, but he they let him loose in the Rose Bowl, and I was convinced. I like Justin. I wanted the Dolphins to take Justin Herbert. Um, I was I was obviously happy with Tua, but if they had taken Justin Herbert, I wouldn't have been upset. But man, the Chargers have a lot of talents. They do, yeah. And and Anthony Lynn is a is a solid coach. So it, you know it, what what coach they bring in at the Jets is going to matter too. And the top guys may not want that job if they don't have a for sure thing in Trevor Lawrence, because as we know, the NFL has a lot of turnover. Um, let's talk to Ashley Nicole Moss. She's an NBA reporter. Get into some of those NBA games yesterday and some of the storylines around the league. Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre. Let's get to what's trending. All right, Joy, we actually begin with breaking college football news. This tweeted just moments ago, Miami Hurricanes quarterback De'Eric King just announced that he will return to Miami and college football in the 2021 season. Just making that announcement with a very well-produced video on social media. Developing NBA story, Shams Charadia reports that John Wall, Eric Gordon, DeMarcus Cousins, and Mason Jones of the Houston Rockets have received seven-day quarantines that will sideline them from games today at Portland and at Denver on Monday. They're expected to return then to the lineup on Thursday against Sacramento. In the NFL Christmas Day, the Saints hosted the Vikings. Let's look back from the perspective of the Vikings defense, to whom Saints running back Alvin Kamara was as fearsome as Scott Farkas, the infamous bully from the classic movie, A Christmas Story. <laughs> we were trapped. There he stood between us and the alley. <laughs> Kamara in a tailback. He's got five rushing touchdowns. And now six. For the most all time. Randy lay there like a slug. It was his only defense. The Vikings know the feeling. Joe Buck the call on Fox as Kamara tied an NFL record with six rushing touchdowns in the Saints' 52-33 demolition of Minnesota Saints, clinching the NFC South for a fourth straight year. Vikings eliminated from playoff contention. Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero of NFL Media confirming that Giants quarterback Daniel Jones will be starting tomorrow against the Ravens. Despite hamstring and ankle injuries, Pelissero additionally reporting the Eagles activating receiver Deshaun Jackson today for Sunday's game against the Cowboys. And Adam Schefter just reporting that the Jacksonville Jaguars going back to Mike Glennon as their starting quarterback on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. Joy, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Let's talk to Ashley Nicole Moss, NBA reporter. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. I did. I hope you had one, too. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, so our we had a big NBA slate of games, a lot of blowouts, but it started with the Miami Heat blowout, which I love, and, uh, and Zion actually had a, had a good game. What did you think of the Miami Heat's performance yesterday? I mean, I think they looked great. I think people went into panic mode. You know, it's like first opening day overreaction. Everyone loves to do when they ended up losing, and it was like, oh, my God. The Heat, we need a star. We need James Harden. I, You know, it takes sometimes a game to kind of get your feet wet and things like that. But the Heat looked good. 
I think, you know, they're a team always you have to worry about because I've said this since last year. They have shooters on the floor at any given time, and that is something a lot of teams don't have. You usually have that one guy, that two, that second guy, maybe that third guy who has the ball in their hands and you know to guard him. The Heat, if you guard one guy, you have four others who can shoot. If you guard two guys, you have three others who can shoot, and that's what makes them so dangerous. But if you also watch at the end of the game, you can really see that Pat Riley, Coach Spolstra um, conditioning come into play because they really know how to go on runs when they need to. And I think they're a team you're going to have to look out for. People sleep on the heat. I think it's because they aren't. And for the longest time, they didn't have some of the biggest stars, the the names you knew. Now you know who Bam Adebayo is. Now you know who Tyler Hero is. And they're a team that people are definitely going to have to keep on their radar. When you play them, it's not going to be an easy win like it may have been in the past. So you mentioned James Harden possibly to Miami, and uh, you can follow Ashley Nicole Moss on on Twitter, Ash Nicole Moss. And you've been all over this Harden thing. I do not think, and they've said that the the trade talks have cooled with Miami, and I believe they have. I don't think Harden to Miami is is a good fit, and I know it sounds ridiculous to everyone. It's like it's James Harden. I get it, but. Miami isn't a place for everybody. And what's happening with James Harden over the past couple weeks is even more convincing me that, like, Miami might not be the best place, especially right now where you have to be extra disciplined. And uh, Miami is wide open. There's a lot of temptation. Everybody can't handle that place. Um, So you – correct me if I'm wrong. You don't think Harden is a good fit in Miami, right? No, I'm 100% with you. I think, you know, obviously from a player standpoint and from a talent standpoint, I mean, it's James Harden. You can't discredit him. He's one of the best players in the league. That's not the issue. A lot of people don't know unless you've lived in Miami or you're from here, the culture of the Miami Heat is what the issue is. A lot of players cannot play in the culture. Pat Riley, Coach Spo, they run a tight ship. You know, it was one of the reasons LeBron's ended up leaving because he wasn't able to have the control. Avery Bradley has even come out and said he's having a hard time adjusting to the culture of the Miami Heat. It is a hard place to play. It's just the way that Pat Riley runs the team. So for someone like James Harden, who's coming from a Houston situation where allegedly with the reports that have come out, it's basically whatever James Harden wants, James Harden gets. That's going to be a culture shock when you come to Miami, and that does not fly. So I don't know if he's somebody who can play in this organization. And I've asked people within the organization when the rumors first started circulating about a month ago, you know, their thoughts on James Harden, is it a possibility? And no one ever discredited his talent. It was how he could play in the culture. And if he was a fit for the culture, that was a universal concern amongst everyone I spoke to. So I'm glad that the talks kind of have cooled down. I just don't think he's a fit for what this team looks like and what they're trying to be. And with everything that's come out since, I mean, Miami Heat do not need the extra problems. Like, they're, they're, they're good right now. Yeah, I mean, it could be a good problem to have on the court, but that's just, you don't live your whole life that way. And so it's just, I'm with you. It's just a really, it's a tough place to play. You got to be willing to make sacrifices. So a team that, uh, that the Heat beat in this year's playoffs is Giannis, back-to-back MVP. There's some conversations about him winning a third straight MVP, which I personally feel is ridiculous. I thought that LeBron should have won the MVP last year. It's not that Giannis didn't have an MVP season. I just thought LeBron should have gotten the MVP. Um, You know, they had a huge win yesterday, blew out the Warriors. But I don't believe in the Bucs. I think they're a great regular season team, and that's it. And and I, I I think it's nice that Giannis stayed there. 
This is not a salty Heat fan, like, oh, he should have come to the Heat. No. I just, I don't think they have enough. They haven't shown that they've had enough. I like Drew Holiday, but I still don't think that's enough. I just think they're a great regular season team, and that's it. I don't think he's going to win a championship there. I think he's just going to go down as a, as a, as long as he stays in Milwaukee, uh, a great player, and that's it. I 100% agree with you. I One of my concerns, and when they played on opening day, one of the things I was watching for wasn't necessarily whether they were going to win or lose. It was how they were going to maneuver once Giannis had to sit down because he had to sit down eventually. The issue with the Bucks is they don't have a bench. They traded a bunch of their picks, a bunch of their supporting players to get Drew Holiday. Chris Middleton, yeah, he's a solid player. Is he a superstar? No. You really only have one superstar on that team, and that's Giannis. And you saw what happened. Giannis had the pressure on him. He ended up missing that free throw, and the Celtics ended up winning that game. So for me, I think the Bucks situation is unique because you give one of the best players in the league all this money, but you don't have a team around him. So I don't really see the Bucks going far. If they make it to the second round, I would be surprised, and that would really only be on the strength of Giannis and probably Drew Holly being his Robin in this situation. But they have a far way to go before they can be a championship team. And I think people think, you know, you give your star player all this money and that's it, you're a championship team right off the bat. It doesn't work like that. Like, there's a lot of other moving pieces that need to be there. And one of those is a bench. And when you play a team that has a solid bench, you look at the Celtics, they give you a run for their money. Obviously, blowing out the Warriors is not hard. They're just not a good team right now. They're just dismantled. And it sucks to see because I'm a huge Clay Thompson fan. I didn't want to see him go out like that, but that is where they are right now. So blowing out the Warriors doesn't mean that that team is a championship team. It's the Warriors. I need to see you blow out somebody like the Lakers or the Clippers or the Heat, and I don't think that they have enough manpower to do that. So I'm with you. They're not winning a championship this year. I'd be very surprised. We're talking to Ashley Nicole Moss, NBA reporter, Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre. So we haven't talked a lot about the Lakers um, today. Lakers are overwhelming uh, favorites to win the championship again. And uh, I actually think I think it's going to be Lakers-Brooklyn in the finals. But what do you think about the Lakers, the way they've looked since the season started and just how they're going to be this year. It's kind of a, it's an interesting year because LeBron and AD have not had a lot of time off. Neither have the Heat, obviously, but, you know, LeBron is in his 17th season, 18th season. Um, so he's got a little more wear and tear than everybody else. What do you think of the Lakers this year? I'm with you. I think it's going to be a Lakers-Nets final. I know that's probably like the safe bet. That's not like, you know, the exciting bet, but I just think it's the bet that's going to be the case. Um I think the Lakers, though, you know, they look good. And I think, you know, a lot of people were concerned. Again, opening day, overreactions. They lost to the Clippers. It was an emotional day. They got their rings. They probably, you know, their heads were in the clouds that game. It's fine. It happens. I think, though, the benefit of going far in the bubble was that a lot of teams are still in that momentum. Sometimes when you have too much time off, it can be detrimental to your team because you got to get back into the swing of things. Yes, you're more tired. Maybe your body's a little bit more physically exhausted. You didn't have as long of a break as you prefer when you do go farther in the finals. But your body's more ready to go. Like your mind, your mind and your body are more in sync. And I think that's what you're going to see with the Lakers. They're a good team. Any team with LeBron James is a great team. So that's not an issue. And expect to see LeBron and AD take advantage of the load management. You're going to see them rest a couple of games. You're going to see them not play as much minutes in the first half, maybe in the second half, you know, in the first three months of basketball, just because they've earned it. They have won a championship. They did go far 
in the bubble. But the Lakers are a team you always have to look out for. The team I have actually that can take them down possibly is not the Clippers. I'm looking at the Trailblazers. I think they did great in the offseason. I think, you know, if they can stay healthy, they have shooters for days. And I think that's one of the things that the Lakers miss are consistent shooters. And that's what the Trailblazers have. But the Lakers, you always have to put them in the conversation. I mean, it just is what it is. So they look good. Not surprised there. If they go back to the finals, not surprised there. But I do think there are some sleeper teams you got to look out for to take them down. Ash, you and Charles Barkley. You and Chuck yes. all on the Blazers this year. <laughs> I'm a, I said, I'm game time all the time. So you... <laughs> no, I, I, lo- I love the Blazers. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going that far, but it would be fun and interesting. And they are they are one of the, my favorite watches in the NBA. Ashley Nicole Moss, NBA reporter. Follow her on social media, Ash Nicole Moss. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you have a great holiday weekend. Really appreciate it. You too. Bye. Talk to you soon. Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre. When we come back, I will finish my thoughts on the Steelers. It is not Juju's fault. It is not Juju's TikTok dancing that is the Steelers' problem. Joy Taylor, Fox Sports Radio. Yes, the queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey. It's Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre. Hope you had an amazing Christmas. Healthy, happy with family. Enjoyed yourself. Got everything you asked Santa for. And you're having a good holiday weekend. Great day of NBA games yesterday. Bunch of games today. And three NFL games. Bucks, Lions, Niners, Cardinals, and Raiders, Dolphins. So the Steelers are just everyone is freaking out about the Steelers. As they should be because they're playing awful. Um, Like poo, in fact, I think is how Ben Roethlisberger uh, described it. Let's take a listen. I don't blame them. When you play like poo, you should get talked about like that. And so... You know, I, I need to play better. So if I if I'm not giving them a reason to talk good, then I'm giving them a reason to talk bad. So that, that's all that's all on me. I need to play better. <laughs> well, yes, he does need to play better, but I don't know if that's that's really fixable at this point. The Steelers have a lot of issues, um, and as I mentioned, it's not just Juju Smith-Schuster uh, dancing on logos. Actually, him dancing on logos has nothing to do with why they're losing. Juju Smith-Schuster is not their number one receiver anyway. That's not the point. The only reason that's even a story is because they're losing. And when you're losing, everything's a story. What is important is that this is a trend for the past couple years where they play awful in December. And they should not be doing this considering this season they went 11-0. This falloff is dramatic. But if you look at what it is, the running game has a lot to do with it. They haven't had a dynamic runner since Le'Veon Bell. I thought Le'Veon should have stayed in Pittsburgh, but I can't tell people what to do with their money. Le'Veon Bell was huge for them. They don't have a running game. James Conner is nice. He's not enough. They were, they had 100 yards in each of their first five games. We're ninth in the NFL. They've only topped 100 yards rushing one time since then and were held below 50 yards five times in the seven-game span. They don't have a running game. You can't do that in the AFC North. It doesn't work. You're going to lose to the Bengals that way. Benny Snell is going to get 48 yards, and you're going to lose to the Bengals. That's how it's going to go. Not only do they not have a running game, I'm sorry, 84 yards, not 48, 84 yards on 18 carries. Still not enough. You don't have a running game, and the Steelers' offense is in a box. They don't throw over the top. It's very rare, which is also what you can attribute a lot of these drops to. They have a ton of drops, the receivers. Why is that happening? Well, the defense is completely condensed because they know there's no over-the-top threat with Ben Roethlisberger. They do not air it out. So this offense is struggling. Not to mention the fact you lost Bud Dupree. 
You lost Devin Bush. What are the Steelers? De- what's the Steelers' defense known for? What are they built around? They're linebackers. So it's not really hard to figure out what's going on with the Steelers. Now, how do you fix that? I don't know. You, you're not going to get a dynamic running back at this point in the season, so you have to roll with what you have. I have deep, deep concerns for the Steelers in the playoffs. I really, I'm concerned for them for the rest of the season. They play the Colts this weekend, which is, I, I mean, they're home dogs, which is just insane for a team that was 11-0. and They are now home dogs against the Colts, who, you know, are, are a good team, but are, are I mean, they're 10-4. and They have some questions about them as well. Home dogs against the Colts, and then my worst nightmare, if I could think of any other way to end the sports the NFL season in 2020 would be a loss to the Cleveland Browns in, at the end of the season to lose the, a, the, the AFC North. I mean, that is absolute nightmare fuel for me or any Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Like, it could be any other team. It could even be the Ravens, who are definitely the, the top division rival. But at least they're a great team. It's, it's understandable. And, and listen, the Browns have had an incredible season. Baker looks great. They've finally figured it out. Kevin Stefanski's done an incredible job. But, yeah, if you're a Steelers fan, that is nightmare fuel. Going 11-0, falling apart, and then possibly losing to the Browns in Week 17 to lose the AFC North. So they better get it together, and they better get it together fast. Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Radio. We have Kimmy Checks of NFL Network coming up and Taylor Rooks, who was in the NBA bubble. So her thoughts on how this season is going to go. Stay with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a very Merry Christmas. We'll have lots coming up. Joy Taylor in for Jason McIntyre. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What up? Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre. Hope you had an amazing Christmas. Thanks for hanging with me on this holiday weekends. Hope you enjoyed those NBA games and that crazy game by Alvin Kamara last night. Sorry for you if you were up against him in your fantasy football championship. It's a bad break. It's a bad break. Sometimes it happens, but there was no chance you're overcoming that. Six touchdowns. Incredible game for him and for the Saints. And a lot of uh, a lot of NBA blowouts yesterday. Lakers get a big win. The Bucks get a big win. Heat get a win. The Nets. Let's talk to uh, and the Clippers. Uh, let's talk to my friend Taylor Rooks of Bleacher Report. Uh, welcome. Well, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Welcome, Taylor. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas, Joy. It's so good to hear your voice. I was going to say see your face, but unfortunately I'm not seeing your face. <laughs> Soon enough, hopefully. Hopefully 2021 brings us uh, lots more FaceTime. Um, glad you had a Merry Christmas. You were in the bubble, yeah. and uh, which I still find to be one of the most uh, fascinating sports stories of my lifetime that they just even pulled that off. But now we are not in a bubble. The NBA season is back. It feels like it was just yesterday. It ended. It's back, not in a bubble. Being that you saw that environment, how controlled it was, how intense it was, are you concerned for this NBA season? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would say I'm concerned for the season as much as it is just like, I hope every player in the back of their mind is thinking about why that bubble worked, you know? And like, it was because everybody wanted to stay as safe as possible and take all those steps and do all the things they needed. And we were able to have a champion, you know, because of that. So I think there are ways to, as much as you can create a bubble, your own bubble. Um, And if everybody does that, then we can, again, uh, you know, have a champion. So it's just different because the bubble, like you said, was such this unique experience. I miss it. Like it, tomorrow, if they said, let's do another bubble, I would go. I don't think any of the players would, <laughs> but I would go. <laughs> um, well, 
having that in mind that you said that you you hope the players keep that you know in their minds why the bubble worked what is your reaction to the James Harden situation and what Adam Silver had to say about oh it's Christmas and he doesn't want to succumb to frontier justice yeah so I mean with Harden, right, like, obviously, none of us know exactly what he was doing. I know he came on, said it wasn't a strip club. It was his friend's party and blah, blah, blah. But regardless, like, we're all trying to take every step possible to, like, not infect anybody and also not to be, you know, infected by this virus. So I don't think it's smart for people to just be out in general unless you know for a fact every single person you're going to see is just tested. Like, I don't really leave my house, but if I'm seeing someone I know or someone I know is coming over, I always say, when was your last COVID test? Because it's just like, this is a thing that I think we should openly be discussing. Um, but no, I just think Harden is, I think this is a hard time for him to adapt and realize that the life he usually lives is not a life that works right now. And that is some things that takes adjusting. I remember in the bubble, he obviously everyone was talking to him about distractions and what it was like to be in this environment with no distractions that was his whole like bubble storyline and so I asked him about having no distractions in the beginning of the question he laughed so at the end I go okay I'm sorry when I asked you the question you laughed like can you tell me why you laughed he laughed again and goes I'm not getting into that so he's aware that like people know that he is the guy that likes to party and be out and this is a thing that I just think is a little hard for him to let go right now. And it's something that he should let go right now. We're talking to Taylor Rooks, Bleacher Report. Yeah, I like to party. I love to party. I miss partying. I don't really miss clubs that much. But, like, you know, I've been going to clubs <laughs> since I was 18 years old. So I've got a couple years under my belt. I could probably use a break. But it's not It's not about the strip club. None of us are upset because we're moralists. It's a global pandemic. And then to come out and say, Oh, you did. It's always something new. Like it's not something new. What are you talking about? New? <laughs> like is, she's bossing up. Like great. I mean, send her a gift card, Facetime her. Like what are you talking about? Nobody cares that it's a strip club. That's not the point. I know. You know. I wonder though, how much of this is that you know he loves party, loves being out. Because I know that's a big chunk of it. And how much is it really just like screw Houston? Because that has to play into it a lot. I don't think we'd be seeing him out if he, you know, was able to force a trade that he allegedly won. But I just think he is hoping all things can pile on top of one another. Well, I, I just don't know if I'm a team looking for a trade as great as James Harden is. Like, that is that the way that you want to enter not. an organization? Like, you know, I, I was just talking to Ashley Nicole Moss about the Heat, and she's like, you know, it's a big adjustment to play for the Miami Heat. The practices are hard. The environment is hard. Like, just because you're – living in Miami, the culture there is different. Like, I, I don't know if I'm an organization. I mean, look at Philly. Philly, Philly, Philly has Daryl Morey. There's no trade happening yet. Yeah. yeah. I just think at the end of the day, Harden probably will be here or be in Houston for the season, but I think that's it. I think that's it. I really want, you know, to be able to ask Harden just what he feels like leadership is and whether he views himself as the leader in Houston because one of the questions that people always have is like, is Houston continuing to melt down because there's not the steady voice this person to look to, right? And I just wonder with that being said, how Harden views that term and what role he thinks he plays as a leader on the team. Because I don't know if he's ever been asked like what leadership is to him and how that leadership manifests within, you know, the Rockets. Because 
there's been people that have come and gone, but one of the steady things has been Harden, and he has to be that steady thing all around. But I also understand, you know, we're not privy to every conversation that happens in the locker room, you know, like every conversation happens in the huddle. Like, what do those players think of him as a leader? Do they think of him as a leader? Because I know what the outside thinks, but I'm sure you know, you can attest to, there's so many times the outside is wrong because we just literally don't know. Yeah. Joy Taylor in for Jason McIntyre. We're talking to Taylor Rooks of Bleacher Report. So another team that is making lots of headlines who I think is I've been on Brooklyn being a great team when Kyrie and KD were back. I had no doubts that KD was going to come back looking great. He has so far. Um, But Kyrie made a little bit of a stir before the season started Um, and, you know, called the media pawns and said he wasn't going to talk to the media. And then KD had a very interesting interview with the NBA on TNT guys. Um, So I think they're going to be a fun story all year. What was your reaction to Kyrie's comments? Yeah, so Kyrie saying that, I think in some ways it got a little misconstrued. Not the Pons thing. He should have never said Pons. He should have never name-called anybody, right? Like, you can't call somebody a Pawn. like, full stop. But he was saying he wasn't going to speak during media week. Not that he wasn't going to speak to the media all season. But you know how Twitter is. You get this one quote, jokes are better than the facts, right. and everybody wanted to talk about, about Kyrie's media boycott. But he never said he was boycotting the media. That's why he spoke to the media like three days after that, because that was never the plan. It was just not to speak at media day. Um, but I just think sometimes with Kyrie, I think he really is well-intentioned. And I was on that first call with the media He was so kind. He thanked everybody for their question. At the end, you know, he was like, thank you all. God bless you all. Like, so kind. Uh, But sometimes I think that he gets to talking in circles a bit, and it makes people think he's just, like, super aloof and loopy and doesn't know what he's saying. And also, people are more against, I think, the messenger than they are the message. Because of everything Kyrie has done, because the whole flatter thing, people have decided on Kyrie, right? They have decided he's this person who is, like, crazy and has all these wild ideas. And so having to dig out of that is difficult. Because I think of other players that some of the things that he did, we wouldn't care as much because they don't have, like, the quote-unquote track record of saying the things that he does. But now he's Kyrie, and that's kind of the persona that he has to has to live in. But... I'm fine with the player being like, I don't want to talk to media today. I don't love it. I wish they would talk to us all the time. We are a necessary cog in the machine. What I wasn't fine with was, you know, him saying pawn. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I uh, Well, actually, I disagree with you. I don't think that they should have to talk to the media every day. Um, there's always going to be players who want to talk to the media. If you're having a bad day, you're not feeling it or whatever. Like, I don't think it should be a part of your con like contractual duties, um, and I actually think that would make the relationship less hostile because then they, I think players would see like, oh, wait, the media is doing this narrative and I haven't said anything about it. And then I put it on my social media and they're just reacting to what I put on social media. And it like yeah. it would be easier to just talk to the media. And I think that that would remove the hostility, like the obligation and um, and kind of make the relationship with the media a little bit more fluid. Um, finally, we're talking to Taylor Rooks, the Bleacher Report. 
Luca's name is in the conversation for uh, possibly having an MVP level season. I like Luca for MVP. <laughs> the um, way you said Luca. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like it's the the NBA MVP is like it's gotten ridiculous. Like we've already decided who has won the NBA MVP. The season just started. But, yeah, no, it's wild. Like but, <laughs> two games in, he's in the conversation. Like literally, there is no conversation. There's no conversation. But there is. Like we're talking about. Like people are saying that Giannis may win his third in a row. You know, Luca's in the conversation. Um, what do you? What do you think that it's possible Luca wins an MVP this year? I like feel like I legitimately cannot answer. Like, it's so early. Like, even with the Nets, like, trust me, I get it. They look so good. Yeah. Kevin is, like, Kevin is my, like, he's fantastic, right? But I don't know if we could already just be like, that's are going to take the East. Like, do I think that right now? Yes. But I also understand, like, it's a two-game sample size. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. so I can't even be like, okay, I don't think Luca is going to get MVP because I need to see more. You know, I think Luca is... We always have this debate on the Twitter live show, like me and Candace Parker and Channing Fry, we're like stars versus superstars. And the one person we always like teeter with, it's two X, it's Jason Tatum and Luca. We know for sure they're stars. They are stars in this league. But when do they jump to superstar? You know, like what is a superstar? And does Luca have that superstar season this season? Because when I think superstar, what? I think like LeBron, KD. Do you put Kawhi in there? I do, yeah. Kawhi, um, those are like the th- Steph Steph Curry. Sure. So it's like, how do Luca and Jason make that jump? And I think that that jump could take place for Luca this season. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a uh, Jason Tatum. I think that they would have to get to a championship for him to, and he'd be like the leader of that team to winning a championship for him to take that jump. Luca has such yeah. a buzz about him already. Um, and he's just such a scorer, and he's so, like, tough and plays with such an aggression. I think if he won an MVP, he would take that step. Uh, thank you so much for coming on with us, Taylor. Um, I'm glad you had a good Christmas. I hope you're having a good holiday weekend, and I hope I can see you soon. Miss you very much. I know I miss you so much. I'll see you soon. Bye, Joy. Thanks Bye, for Taylor. having me. Thank you. Joy Taylor in for Jason McIntyre. That was Taylor Rooks of Bleacher Report. Excellent uh, sports coverage. Follow her at Taylor Rooks. Um, let's get to Isaac Lohenkron with breaking news. Breaking news from Fox Sports. We have unspeakably tragic news to pass along from college football. The University of Utah football program has just announced that Utah freshman running back Ty Jordan, who was named Pac-12 Offensive Freshman of the Year just days ago, has passed away. Utah head football coach Kyle Whittingham saying in a statement, quote, words cannot express the devastation and heartache that our team is feeling right now upon learning of the tragic death of our teammate and brother, Ty Jordan. Ty's personality and smile were infectious, and he made a huge impact on our program in the short time he was with us, unquote. Again, the University of Utah announcing that Utah star freshman running back Ty Jordan has passed away. We will pass along any further details as they become available. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Oh, the goat. Joy Taylor in for Jason McIntyre. Nat King Cole. I don't know how you can hear this song and your heart not melt. You're a Grinch if you don't like this song. It's just a wonderful song. Always puts me in the mood. It's been a fun show today. Thanks for hanging out with me on a holiday weekend. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas, wonderful holiday season. It's 2020. It's been rough for everyone. So wishing you and yours the best. I had a good Christmas. Watched that uh, that Saints-Vikings game. Well, I called it <laughs> for Prime Video. You can check us out, myself, Bucky Brooks, and Daniel Jeremiah on the Scouts feed today. Uh, Cardinals and Niners is exclusive to Prime Video. Let's talk to Kimmy Checks. Of NFL Network. Kimmy, hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Thank you for joining me. Hello, Merry Belated Christmas. You <laughs> said it was a good one. It felt so good to just like relax for a moment. Of course, we still had NFL football on. You saw Alvin Kamara go crazy. Uh, but here we are. More football on today on Saturday. Yes, so much more football and just a weekend full of big time 
playoff implications. Um, yeah, well, starting with that last night, I'm I'm big on the Saints. I've been big on the Saints all year. Um, I don't have a lot of a lot of fear about them. Uh, I I know the Packers are legit, and I asked our friend MJ Acosta earlier in the show if she had to pick right now, Packers or Saints, who she's going with, and she said Packers. So who are you going with? You know, I think I have to rock with the Saints on this one. I, I, I know it's it, – and here, let me preface it with that. I am the number one Kansas City Chiefs fan in the entire world, right? <laughs> I think that the Kansas City Chiefs have the AFC on lock. If you look at what happened in that game between the Saints and the Chiefs, what, two weeks ago, you saw the Chiefs really get challenged by the Saints because Drew Brees was back. And I think looking at those two teams playing against each other, I said this could genuinely be a preview of the Super Bowl. I understand that Aaron Rodgers is hungry and the Packers want to go and get that title. But you have to look at what Sean Payton has done with this offense. They have all of the weapons, even missing Michael Thomas. You know you have Taysom Hill. We saw what Alvin Kamara did yesterday. You have your OG quarterback, Drew Brees, in. I think the Saints are the real contender for the NFC. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the Packers have had an incredible season. I fully respect them. Um, one, I just want my pick to be right, so I'm sticking with them anyway. Uh, but, but two, I just re- I just think that Sean Payton, to your point, the offense, what they've done with Taysom Hill, has just been incredible. So you're big on the Chiefs. Who isn't? They're incredible. But the Bills are an ascending team. Full disclosure, I don't trust them in the playoffs. And the only reason I don't trust them in the playoffs is because I haven't seen it. So I want to wait and see. I think Josh Allen's development has been incredible. And the Bills actually deserve a lot of credit for sticking with him. Because I didn't like Josh Allen for the last two years. And he is having an incredible season. So you loving the Chiefs, do the Bills make you nervous at all? I mean, you have to look at this matchup this week, right? They go against Bill Belichick and they go against the Patriots. I think if they can go and put up a huge win, then that will kind of solidify some confidence that a lot of people would have to root for the Bills heading into the playoffs. Like you said, Josh Allen is like, this is like his come out year. It's like he's matured in the league. He understands how to run an offense. They get Stefan Diggs as a wide receiver option. We've seen what those guys have been able to do. Like you said, though, the question is, what are you going to be able to do in the playoffs? Because no one's seen it for a very, very, very long time. They're the two seed right now, and they're hungry, and they want it just as much as anybody else. But I think that they have some challenges ahead, starting with this week going up against Bill Belichick. You understand how he coaches that Patriots defense. I know that they've struggled. I know that the Patriots aren't as hot as they normally are. I don't think that's to blame for Cam Newton. I think it's just an entire reorg within the organization. But it's going to be a very tough one for Josh Allen and the Bills on Sunday. So the AFC North, uh, I don't know if you know this, I'm from Pittsburgh. And uh, they are in danger of losing the AFC North to the Cleveland Browns, who uh, who are my arch nemesis in everything um, in life is Cleveland. Uh, but they've had an incredible season. I think Kevin Stefanski deserves Coach of the Year uh, votes, and he's he's he seems to be actually establishing a culture in Cleveland, which I think is what they what the main thing that they have been missing for all of these years. They just have no identity as an organization other than losing. Um, should I be nervous about how this season is going to end and the, and the Browns are going to sneak in and steal the AFC North title from the Steelers? I mean, and, and, and this is no shade to you because I know you rock with Steelers, right? I know you rock with Pittsburgh. What has happened to them the last few weeks? Well, These losses it, it, have been devastating. They have, but they do this. They, they, they play terrible in December. They've been doing this for the past couple years. Ben can't throw it over the top, which is leading to a lot of drops with the receivers. And they lost their best linebackers, and that's the Steelers' identity. 
I mean, but does it not make you nervous heading into the playoffs? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think that now they're, it's been a gut punch because you don't want to lose games consistently, right? They were on, they were an undefeated team. They were, they were what, 10 and 0? And then you go and you lose, what, four straight? And then you're playing this week against the Colts. This is a team that, again, is in the hunt for the playoffs, and they're playing incredibly well as well. So everybody's hungry. This is like a must-win situation for every single team. And I think if I was a Steelers fan, I would be a bit apprehensive and nervous because, like you said, Big Ben, he's been struggling throwing the ball over top. You know, people are making fun of the receivers, saying, oh, they're dropping balls. Well, well, has the accuracy been there? Like, what, what kind of revitalization needs to happen this week for them to be confident going up against the Colts and then to clinch another win and then head into the playoffs on the right foot? So there's Bucks Lions today, Niners Cardinals, and Dolphins Raiders. Starting with Bucks, they've had a lot of questions about them this season. I think it's a bit unfair. I think Tom Brady's actually had a really good season, and the expectations are way out of control for Tom Brady in his 20th season going to a new team in a COVID-shortened season in a system that is completely opposite than what he's been in for the last two decades. I actually think it's kind of remarkable. But what is your uh, what is your position on the Bucks right now as they are in a game where they, they, they want to win to secure their playoff spot? They want to win. And, and, you know, they face the Lions today. I don't think that's going to be a tough matchup. We see that Matthew Stafford, he's been banged up the last few weeks. Obviously, there's no Kenny Galladay. Like, there, there are some holes to that offense. And I think Tom Brady and Bruce Arians are going to be able to win this game. Like you said, there's an unnecessary amount of pressure on Tom Brady. Again, I grew up in Kansas City. I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. For years, I rooted against Tom Brady and the Patriots. However, I understand the game of football, and I want to give people respect and credit where it's due. Tom Brady has been incredible this season. And, and I think there's some crazy next-gen stat. There's all these stats saying that a lot of people, we used to say, oh, Tom can't throw the ball. It's his 20th year in the season. He's not throwing the ball efficiently or effectively. That's why we've not seen, you know, uh, quite the production that we've seen when he was for the Patriots. That's not true. Tom Brady is throwing the ball even more accurately and even longer down the football field. Now you see all the receiving options that he has. He's reunited with Gronk. Now they have Antonio Brown in that offense. He's spreading the ball effectively. And like you said, they've done a lot better of a job than I think we give them credit for because there was this huge expectation that if you're Tom Brady, you have to be a quarterback that takes your team into the playoffs and then onto a Super Bowl. Guess what? They're still in the hunt for that. And that, that, that's going to get even better as they go and they defeat the Lions today. What was your take on the Juju Smith-Schuster situation? The whole dancing on, on, the, on the logo? Yes. Like, let the man live. Like, and maybe it's because, again, I don't root for the team. So it's like, I don't have a, you know, I don't have a dog in the fight. It's like, it's whatever. I think that's part of Juju's personality. If that's him getting hype and doing his pregame dance and being that character that we all know and love, then why are we hating? Like, we want to completely blame him for all of these losses. Let's look at all the other offensive pieces that were dropping balls, not making efficient passes, not tackling, not blocking. But you guys want to blame a guy who just wants to have fun on an end zone. Like, I don't, I don't like that blame game situation. Like, that's – I don't know. But what's your opinion? Because that's your team. So well, I, don't I mean, I don't, I don't think that's the reason why they're losing. I have no problem with it at all. Uh, I just think when it becomes a bigger story than your team going 11-0 and and then lo- losing three straight, then it's time to stop it, which he has. My thing is the Steelers are always just a little bit loose. They're like, they're like the guy that has a startup, builds it up into like a multi-million dollar company, sells it, 
And like everything he touches is turns to gold. He starts another company, great, sells it. But like every time he comes to the meeting, like you know he's going to close. You know he's a killer. You know he's just a, a boss. And he's going to make whatever this is into magic. But he comes to the meeting and he's like got sandals on and his shirt's like unbuttoned, like a little bit too far. You know what I mean? Like it's like a little bit disheveled, a little un- like, is that what? Okay, but you know, I trust you because you're, you're great every year and you make the playoffs every year and you got six championships. But just like not always together. And and that's my issue. Like it's 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 the details that they're not on, and that is more of a ref- of a reflection of uh, the organization as a whole, which is which is a which is a, one of the best organizations in sports. I love the Steelers, and they do an amazing job. But it's just always something, and it's always something. You know, it's playoff time. Like, can we lock in? <laughs> but I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I don't think that's why they're losing. I just think that that's. Is this a player issue of they're not locked in? Is this you looking at Mike Tomlin and saying you need to get your guys in check? Like, why do you think they get in this situation where it comes playoff time and it comes December? And like you said, they're they're in shambles. And every single December, they're not so hot in the playoffs, but they still make it through. They're a great organization, but then they don't deliver. So who's, who's to blame? Well, when you have a consistent problem or issue and there is a consistent factor, which is Mike Tomlin, and I think Mike Tomlin is – a an amazing coach, an amazing person. He has an amazing culture there in Pittsburgh. I think he's great. But, you know, I, I can be critical of a situation when it continues to be the same thing. You know, he's an emotional guy. And when you're around emotional people, you tend to be more emotional, you know. Bill Belichick is not an emotional man. Brian Flores is not an emotional man. <laughs> we don't see a lot from them. We don't see smiles. We don't see giggles. We don't, you know what I mean? Like, we don't see, see yelling. It's just kind of like always the same. And I think when you when you stay in the middle, it's good to never get too high or get too low. Um, so I like Mike Tomlin a lot, but, I, you know, that's just – there's a consistent issue with the Steelers when it comes to uh, the postseason and, or getting to the postseason. They're not trending the right direction. Now, look, they could go beat the the, the Colts tomorrow, their home dogs, and, um, you know, beat the Browns in Week 17 and head into the playoffs the right way. That's what I'm hoping for. But, you know, there th- this seems to be an issue um, every single year. So – MVP. Well, I asked about MVP. The, the the rookie of the year's conversation is kind of interesting. A lot of people didn't really like Justin Herbert coming into the draft. They weren't very high on him. I happen to love Justin Herbert coming into the draft. I wanted the Dolphins to take him. I w- I obviously love Tua, but I was completely cool if they were to take a risk on Justin Herbert because I actually loved what I saw from him in the Rose Bowl. When I evaluate college quarterbacks. I look at their body of work, but I also want to see what they do in the biggest moments, which is why I'm kind of down on Justin Fields right now. But are you surprised by what's happened with Justin Herbert and the Chargers? And do you think he's offensive rookie of the year? Being 100% transparent, I knew that Justin Herbert was a good quarterback coming from college, right? However, I did not expect for him to be able to do what he's done with this Chargers offense. Let's put their record aside because his talent does not reflect the current record for the Chargers. I think that's a coaching issue. I think that's a game-calling issue. I'm not going to point blame on Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has been one of the most effective throwers in the NFL this season, and he's doing it as a rookie. I think one of the most impressive things with Justin Herbert is that he didn't even know that he was going to be called up to play. Like, the only reason he went in is because of that unfortunate, you know, situation that happened with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Imagine this being your first time starting an NFL game, and you weren't even prepared for it. It's not like Tyrod went down. Uh, during practice during the week and you had a few extra days and reps to kind of get mentally prepared. He went into that game and he has not come out since. 
and he's done incredible things. If you look at Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams, these guys are benefiting from Justin Herbert being under center, and this is a guy that is truly going to be a franchise quarterback. And again, this is where my Chiefs homework comes out in me, but I would be nervous as a Chiefs organization understanding that we're going to have to consistently play the Chargers, and it looks like they have a quarterback that can keep them competitive in contest. So I haven't talked about this yet today, but the Eagles are in kind of a they're in a bit of a pickle. Um, Carson Wentz obviously benched for Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts has come in and, and played pretty incredible, um, even in some losses. But what do you do with Carson Wentz moving forward if Jalen Hurts continues to play this way through the rest of the season? You know, this is like when I wish I was an NFL player or can get in a guy's ear and really understand what's happening in that locker room. Because if I look at the film between when Carson Wentz was the starting quarterback this season and then when Jalen Hurts went in, you see guys going up and getting passes from Jalen Hurts that they weren't really trying to get with Carson Wentz. And it, and it makes me kind of question, like, is, was the offense just as frustrated with Carson Wentz's performance as the public were and as, as the Philadelphia Eagles fans were? Because now you see what's happened with Jalen Hurts. He's thrown, what, over 300 yards in, in his games. He had 100-plus rushing yards, I think 60-plus rushing yards in his second game as a starter. He has completely revitalized and given a new energy to that team. And then if you look at everybody else around him, it looks as if they've gotten a new renewed spirit and energy as well. So if, if I'm Carson Wentz, which we've seen reports that he's unhappy about the situation in Philadelphia, he's frustrated, he didn't want to get benched, you can be competitive and have all of those feelings, but you also have to kind of swallow your pride and understand your team is winning and they are doing better with this guy starting at the quarterback position. You have to swallow your pride and realize maybe I'm not the guy for this organization anymore and you need to give the young buck an opportunity to go shine, which is exactly what we've seen with Jalen Hurts. Thank you so much for joining us, Kimmy. You can follow Kimmy on social media at Kimmy Checks, K-I-M-M-I Checks, C-H-E-X. And, of course, check her out on NFL Network. Kimmy, thank you. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas and enjoy the rest of your holiday weekends. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Joyce. Yeah, so I, I think the Jalen Hurts situation and, and the Eagles situation is really, really interesting. I know a lot of people are focusing on how much Carson Wentz is being paid, but if they do end up trading Carson Wentz, which someone will gladly take him, there's a lot of money, uh, a big salary cap hit, but you're not paying Jalen Hurts anything. So it's, you, you, you know, you have a, a slotted amount of money for a position. And even if he's not there, if you have your quarterback and you don't have to pay the one that you're actually starting, uh, him not being hit, that money being on the books is, is really not that detrimental to their team. That was Kimmy Checks of NFL Network. I'm Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to what's trending. Joy, we begin with tragic news from college football. The University of Utah football program announced that Utah freshman running back Ty Jordan, who was named Pac-12 Offensive Freshman of the Year just days ago, has died. Utah head football coach Kyle Whittingham saying in a statement, quote, Words cannot express the devastation and heartache that our team is feeling right now upon learning of the tragic death of our teammate and brother, Ty Jordan. Ty's personality and smile were infectious, and he made a huge impact on our program in the short time he was with us, unquote. Again, the University of Utah announcing that Utah star freshman running back Ty Jordan has died. 
In the National Football League on this Saturday, Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero of NFL Media confirmed that Giants quarterback Daniel Jones is starting tomorrow against the Ravens despite hamstring and ankle injuries. Pelissero additionally reporting the Eagles activating receiver Deshaun Jackson today for Sunday's game against the Cowboys. The Indianapolis Colts have downgraded starting left tackle Anthony Costanzo to out Sunday against the Steelers because of knee and ankle injuries. Adam Schefter reporting Jacksonville going back to Mike Glennon as its starting quarterback for their game Sunday against the Bears. In the NBA, Shams Charania reports that John Wall, Eric Gordon, DeMarcus Cousins, and Mason Jones of the Houston Rockets have received seven-day quarantines that are going to sideline him from games today at Portland and Monday at Denver. They're expected to return Thursday against the Sacramento Kings. And finally, the Memphis Grizzlies say guard DeAnthony Melton will not play tonight against the Atlanta Hawks because of health and safety protocols. Joy, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. We'll be back with Fox Sports Radio right after this. Hello, friends. It's Joy Taylor filling in for Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to our Geico play of the day. Handoff goes to Kamara looking for space on the right side towards the goal line. Touchdown, Alvin Kamara. Mama. There go that man again. <laughs> WWL Saints Radio Network. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. Geico.com, easy. Mama, there goes that man. Alvin Kamara had himself a game last night in his Christmas cleats. That was a uh, that was some way to end the Viking season in playoff hopes. Saints pouring it on, putting a, a little over a half a hundred on them. Games are about to start. Bucks Lions first, then Niners Cardinals, which you can watch exclusively on Prime Video with myself, Bucky Brooks, and Daniel Jeremiah on the Scouts feed, and then Raiders Dolphins, which I'm very much looking forward to. That's a playoff game because both of those teams are are trying to make the wild card spot, so they both need to win. Um, the Niners are obviously out of it. They were eliminated but with the Cowboys loss, but the Cardinals need to win that game. And obviously the Bucks want to get the win over the Lions. By the way, I wasn't so sure about that Bucks line, <laughs> but Daryl Bevel is out. Robert Prince is uh, – Daryl Bevel is the interim head coach, and Robert Prince is the wide receivers coach. He is going to be taking over as head coach today in that game because Daryl Bevel has been um, – uh, he is being quarantined as a – High risk, close contact to a confirmed COVID case. So if you if you aren't sure, that swayed me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, well, Lions are already in big trouble, and that does not a that does not help them. I don't think so. Uh, Bucks wanting to get that game. That's that's just uh, something interesting to pay attention to there. Um, but I, you know, I haven't I haven't really done a lot of talking about my Dolphins all day. I try to be considerate that everybody is not a is not a Dolphins fan. Although I feel like the Dolphins are getting a little bit more national national buzz. Tua helps, and Brian Flores I think has done a really incredible job in Miami. I I think Brian Flores and Joe Judge deserve a, a lot of credit. Obviously, Joe Judge in his in his first season, I wasn't sure about him coming into the season, but. I think they have the quarterback there, and he's he's done a really incredible job to stabilize that that franchise. I feel like the Giants are the Dolphins of last year. The Dolphins were not good last year, but if you actually watch Dolphins games, which obviously I do, at the end of the season, they were trending upwards, and they were really playing 
complete games. They played hard, disciplined football, and you're seeing the results of that this year with Brian Flores. And now they have Tua, who is a very efficient quarterback. He doesn't turn the ball over. And even in this last game, you can see that Brian Flores really puts his players in a position to be great. Even they, if they are not great players, he gets whatever they're best at, he gets that out of them. And that's very Belichickian. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Dolphins do against the Raiders today. I'm nervous, obviously, because the Raiders are a very unpredictable team. They're trending down, haven't been playing well the past couple weeks, really since the bye. But um, but that's an exciting game. And then obviously, I mean, Cardinals games are just they're so fun to watch. Kyler Murray is just he's just a treat. It doesn't even matter if you're a fan. If you don't like watching Kyler Murray, I don't think that you like watching football. He's just he's just incredible to watch. He's one of those players you have to describe as electric and his development has been really remarkable. I don't know about them in the playoffs, though, when you consider the fact that uh, he's going to be going up against a lot of either Super Bowl winning quarterbacks and Super Bowl winning coaches or coaches and quarterbacks that have made it to the Super Bowl. So the amount of experience that him and Cliff Kingsbury are going to be going up against if they do make it to the playoffs is is kind of daunting. Um, So I, I have some concerns about them in the postseason. I think they're about a year away, but they're still a really fun team. And uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks get ready to take on the Lions in the first game of the day. Uh, also a big day in the NBA yesterday. Um, a lot of blowouts. Some news. Kawhi Leonard uh, took a really big hit. Serge Ibaka's elbow. And it's just like lots of blood everywhere. But he seems like he's going to be okay. I think sometimes we forget that they're not wearing pads and helmets. So they can get a, can get a little brutal out there. But they got the big win over the Nuggets in the late game last night. Did the Clippers 121-108. Lakers on Christmas Day get the win over the Mavs 138-115. You know, LeBron James on Christmas is uh is, is pretty incredible. He's now 10 and 15 in Christmas games. He's tied Dwayne Wade for the most career Christmas wins. Dwayne Wade is 10 and 3 on Christmas. He also passed Oscar Robinson for most career Christmas points. So, he likes Christmas games. You know, his his ankle was a little uh testy and he said he he wanted to be very clear he's going to be playing on Christmas. He does not miss Christmas games. The Lakers are overwhelming favorites to uh, repeat as champs this year. You know, the West, I, I just really don't feel like the Clippers got better. I'm sorry to uh, L.A. listeners. I know some Clippers fans. I don't I don't really know how they got better. And I was all in on the Clippers last year. I was really disappointed how that season ended. I don't want to overreact to how they've looked in the first two games because uh, the Lakers, I think, did get better. So even if they do fix their chemistry issues, I don't know that they have enough to beat the Lakers. And, and I like Ty Lue. I'm glad he's getting another opportunity. He deserves it. I think he's a great coach, and I do think that, that he will eventually get that team rolling. But I just, I also think this is going to be a really hard, long season. I talked to Taylor Rooks earlier, uh, Bleacher Report, and she was in the NBA bubble. And, uh, you know, her concern is kind of similar to mine. They're not in, an, they're not in a bubble this season. And, it, I mean, James Harden is an example of that. Like, how do you adjust to life outside the bubble, kind of treating it like you are in a bubble. It's it's a lot mentally. We're all dealing with COVID, obviously, but you know there's a, there's a, you're getting tested every single day. You, you can't you literally can't go anywhere. You can't have guests over. I mean, you can obviously, but you're putting yourself and your team and your season in danger. Like it's 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 a lot. Like even talking to NFL players who are, are you know trying to manage this season during COVID, it's a it's a big responsibility. So. 
and they've all the leagues have done an amazing job. Um, I, I'm sure that the NBA will as well. But it, I think that the Lakers have an advantage in that they were in the bubble. They did great in the bubble, and uh, they they haven't been out of the bubble that long. So the chemistry is still there. The mentality is still there. And I think they're going to have a great season. Coming up after myself, up on game, Plaxico Burris, TJ Hushmanzada, and LeVar Arrington, who are, are waving to me in the studio <laughs> right now. Uh, so stick around and check them out. My brother's up on game. Um, you can watch myself, Bucky Brooks, and Daniel Jeremiah on Prime Video for the Niners Cardinals, exclusively on Prime Video. Follow me on social media at Joy Taylor Talks. Um, you can check out my podcast, Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. And, of course, catch me and Colin weekdays, noon to 3, on FS1 and Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it's been great hanging with you guys today. Thank you guys in the studio, Gavin, John, for uh, kicking it with me on a Christmas weekend and for the Christmas music. Hope you guys all had a great holiday. Enjoy the NBA games yesterday. And uh, thank you to Jason McIntyre for Letting me uh, fill in for him this weekend. He's still healing from the Jets' big win last week. He's, yeah, he's struggling. It's a lot to process. <laughs> I would be devastated if I was <laughs> if I was a Jets fan in that situation and I lost Trevor Lawrence uh, winning a, a stupid game like that. I would be distraught. So I feel him if that is if he's healing from that. I don't know how you do it. It's it's a, it's it may go down. It may depending on Trevor Lawrence's career. It may go down as the worst win in the history of the NFL, and I don't think I'm exaggerating in that spot. Up on game next on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging with me today. Joy Taylor in for Jason McIntyre. Hope you guys have a great holiday weekend. Enjoy the games and be safe. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.